0: Where do you find strength in difficult times? Is it possible that in our weakness, God can be stronger? The answers to these questions and so much more are coming your way. Stay with us. I'd like to welcome Cricket Keith. She is an author, a women's ministry director, and just released a book called Before the Throne, finding strength through prayer in difficult times. So times are tough and people don't know where to turn or what to do. What is the first thing we should be doing?
1: The first thing is to recognize that things are bigger than we are and that we just can't always handle things. Most of the time can't handle things on our own. So the place we should turn is to God. And to just be honest with them and say, God, I don't know what's going on. I don't, I'm distressed. I I feel overwhelmed. I don't know how we're going to get through the next day or the next week or the next months. God, I need your strength. I need to hear from your word how to just take each day, one day at a time. So instead of trying to work it out ourselves and muster up that strength, we need to turn to the Lord and just pour out our hearts to him and be attentive to what he says to us through his word. Mm
0: -hmm. That's how how he speaks to us, right? Right. Through the word. We can hear it just quietly in our spirit. How life can overwhelm someone is just so, it's so hard for us, right? Um, It is. How do we embrace these tough times and, and handle them?
1: Yeah, I think... You know, I love to look at the prayers in the Bible, and I love uh, the examples of Jesus. His prayers are a great example for how to handle hard times. And I think back to his prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane, that is a great model for us to pray by. Because he he said, and and let me read it if I can find my verse here, (laughs) out of Mark or, uh Mark 14, 36, when he says, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. And I love his example because it shows me how I need to approach God when I'm feeling overwhelmed with life. Because obviously, I mean, he's facing death. He knows it's going to be painful. And the first thing he did was that he focused on the father's character. He focused on God's character because he said, you know, all things are possible with you. He just acknowledged, God, you can do anything. Father, I know you can change the circumstances. That's what we need to start out with. When we're feeling overwhelmed, we need to go to God and instead of focusing on the circumstances, as bad as they may be, the first thing we need to do is put our focus on him. Father, I know that you are sovereign. Father, I know that you're faithful. Father, I know that you're all powerful. I know you can change things in the snap of a finger, if that's your will. So that was the first thing that I learned from Jesus's prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane is that he began in this overwhelming time by focusing on the Father. And then second, he expressed his feelings and said, take this cup from me. He was honest, you know, Father, I don't want to do this. And that's how we should go and say, Lord, I'm overwhelmed. Father, I don't know that I can get through this. Father, I'm scared. Um, I'm stressed. I'm anxious. Mm-hmm. Just be honest and pour, pour out your heart to him. And then the third thing he did is that he just simply trusted God's will when he said, but not my will, but yours be done. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that's those three things that God showed me through just Jesus's prayer is how I approach God when I'm overwhelmed. I mean, let's face it, times are stressful right now with what's going on in our world, even in our country. And when I start to feel overwhelmed with life, that's what I I focus on those three things. I mean, God's character, I I pour out my heart to the Father, Mm -hmm. but then I trust His will. God, I know you're in control. So um, I hope that helps just to kind of walk us through how how do we handle, how do we embrace these difficult times because we're going to be in them.
0: Yes. And um, also to surrender the circumstances. I hear that through, you know, this, the Holy Spirit is kind of telling me, you know, in these circumstances, you could either look and focus on the news mm-hmm. and, and right. all these things right that are happening around us maybe even family circumstances or you can surrender it all to jesus and have peace right so that's what that helps me and other people see that jesus is the he is the king he is the throne which you say in your book before the throne right you know he he went to the father in prayer so which brings me to my next question In your book, um, "Before the Throne: Finding Strength Through Prayer in Difficult Times," in week two, day five, you talk about prayer for help, and you say, "Where do we turn when we find ourselves in need?" So, what do you? Can you talk about that a little bit? Well,
1: when we find ourselves in need, again, the the first place we should go is before the throne and draw near to the Father and say. I can't handle this on my own. God, I just can't do it. It's too much. And I think that's where he wants us to be is to say, God, I'm helpless, but you can do all things. That's one of the things I love about Jehoshaphat's prayer in 2 Chronicles 20 when he says, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. And I think that's where we have to turn is we go to the Lord, and and like you said, we take our eyes off of the circumstances. I mean, yes, we need to pray for what's going on. We need to be aware of what's going on uh, and, and pray specifically. But our focus and our thoughts should be on the fact that God is sovereign, and he is on the throne. And as we go to him and pour out our hearts, just like the psalmist did. I mean, I love, you know, the way the psalmist always went to the father. They always poured out their heart, but then they end in all their lament songs where they just express their fears, their, their feelings. They always end with the prayer of praise and just, God, I, I trust you. And I'm going to praise you through this, knowing that somehow you're going to work this out for good. According to your bigger purpose, we can't see God's plan. Mm-hmm. I can only see to the next corner. Mm-hmm. I can't see what's around it. Mm-hmm. He can see the whole map and he just asks us to walk by faith. And that's the other thing. I mean, I think we turn to him and grab his hand and say, okay, I'm walking by faith, but I need you to walk with me. I need you to guide me step mm-hmm. by step. Mm-hmm. And so um, we can't do this alone. We can't get through difficult times by ourselves. And yes, we can surround ourselves with friends to to come along and support us. But ultimately, we look to the Father and say, I can't do this without you. But I'm going to trust that you are at work in ways that I can't see. And he is he's at work in ways we can't see. Mm-hmm. And it's a matter of crying out to him. Don't pull away from him. I mean, our tendency might be well, God, this obviously you've just forgotten about us. No, he hadn't. Mm-hmm. He is very much involved with what is going on and he hasn't forgotten about us and so we just need to continue to go to him and cry to him and say god help help
0: yeah you know i i kind of thinking that there's somebody out there that you doesn't really know who jesus is and um, maybe there's somebody out there listening that wants to tell somebody about jesus and to bring them closer to him. Would you have something like a prayer you could you could recommend or one you know that you could help somebody get through that? Somebody that really wants to know Jesus, um,
1: you know, the first thing I would express is that God loves you. Uh, he loves you. And he wants to have a relationship with you, not just a series of rituals that we go through. He wants a personal relationship with each one of us. But because we're all sinners and none of us are perfect, we've got a separation from God. And so what's the solution? Well, God loved us enough that he provided a solution in his son, Jesus, who died on the cross for our sins. And It's a gift. It's a free gift. And and as I talk with people, people are like, nothing's free. Well, believe it or not, this is free. It's a free gift to accept what Jesus did. He paid for our sins. We don't have to pay for them. We can't pay for them because we'll never be good enough. He did. And so then if we want to know Jesus, we, we just have to turn to him and say, I need you. I accept what you did on the cross for me, your payment for my sins. And I want you to be my savior. And I want to thank you. And so a prayer that I often pray with people when they're at that point of, I want to know him. I want that personal relationship. Is just to admit and say, Jesus, I'm sorry. I've been, I've been a sinner. I I am still a sinner. I need you. And I thank you that you love me enough to die on the cross for me. Mm -hmm. And I right now, Accept your payment, your gift, and I want to live my life for you, and getting to know you better every day until you come for me. So that's what I would share. It's great. I mean, I've never been loved that great by anybody that would lay down their life for me, mm-hmm. and that's why I want to spend time. I mean, He wants a personal relationship with us. The way we develop that personal relationship to get to know Jesus more is by spending time in His Word and spending time in prayer, having that conversation with the Father, with Jesus, just talking and getting to know their heart, His heart, and pouring out mine, but listening through His Word of, God, what do you want me to do? So that's how I would encourage people to get to know Him you know, once you accept him as your savior, you still need to grow and and get to know him better. And that's why being in his word is so vital to building that relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And then just also, as you're reading through the word and God may say something that prompts you and thinks when he says, don't be anxious about anything. And I, he stops me and I'll go, oh, father, I'm anxious today and I need to stop and just confess that. And so You kind of have that dialogue with him as you're reading through the word and and his words jump out at you and you don't just keep reading over them. You stop and go, that's me you're talking about. I need to, oh, I don't want to be anxious. I want to pray about everything. So that's how I would encourage others to grow in their relationship.
0: That's beautiful. Um, Okay. Well, you also talk about Jesus that he prays for us and He prays for his disciples and he prays in heaven because he is the intercessor. Right. Right. So talk about that a little bit. You know, that just strengthens
1: me right there alone. Just knowing that I have a, a prayer intercessor before the throne, uh, in heaven. I mean, I, our Bible study has just been studying the book of Hebrews uh, this semester. And so, you know, as we've been spending time learning about, you know, what is Jesus doing at the throne? And, and in, in Hebrews the author tells us that we can come boldly before the throne of grace. And, you know, once he died on the cross and paid for our sins he went to heaven, sat down at the right hand of the Father, and he's finished his work of salvation, of, of providing salvation for us. He's, he hasn't finished working because he's praying for us now, but his work of salvation was done when he died on the cross. Uh, it was interesting as we looked at this, the Old Testament priest in the tabernacle never sat down because their work wasn't finished. Jesus finished his work of the one-time sacrifice. He sat down, but now he continues to work on our behalf as he prays and he intercedes for us before the Father. And he knows our hearts. He knows what we're struggling with. The thought that I have him interceding for me. And even in Romans 8, when it talks about the Holy Spirit interceding and and groanings, you know, on our behalf, that we have got the whole Trinity looking after us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But Jesus is going before the Father, interceding for us, praying for us. And I wish I could be a fly on the wall in the throne room. <laughs> I'd love to see.
0: I would too. What
1: the interaction is between yeah. the Son and the Father as He's yeah. praying for us. someday we'll, we'll maybe we'll get to see what that was like, but.
0: Yeah, we'll be singing in heaven together. Right? Yes, and
1: I can't wait for that day. I can't
0: even imagine. Yeah, it's going to be a beautiful day. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And um, if anybody would like to get this book, Before the Throne, you can get it on Amazon.com. And I'll put the, post, the link to the post down below. And uh, Cricket, you were wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for watching the call. We hope you learn more about Jesus through this video. You can have a relationship with Jesus. Just invite him into your life. Repent of sins, ask for forgiveness, and make Jesus your Lord and Savior. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Thank you for watching the call with Nancy Sebado, where we are leading you to Christ through stories and teachings.